lockdown. Yep, yep. Well, here's a DJ that's got the jams on lock. It's Trey Styles Promo Kings Radio Podcast. One two one two. What's your man Trey Styles, your favorite promoter's favorite promoter? This is Promo Kings Radio podcast. I got a special guest on the line right now. I got the beautiful Erin. What up? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? About to get to it. No, I'm saying R and B princess. Yo, you hit me with some heaters. You got them bangers. You got the lessons. You got the farewell. What we talking about? Yeah, I'm 
Yes, yes. Before we get into the records, um, where are you from? Okay, Kentucky stand up. Kentucky doing it big right now. Like I said, Kentucky on a wave. You got a lot of R&B artists out there. You got a lot of good music out there. I'm rocking with Kentucky right now. I got to get out there. How long have you been making music? I've been making music for almost like a year now. It's fairly new, but singing all my life, but actually writing and sitting down and listening to something, letting something speak to you almost a year. Nah, it don't sound like you've been making music. It um, it's not like you've been making music at least about ten years. I ain't even gonna front, cause even down to the production and the Christmas, uh, and like the Chris, the music is real crisp. It don't sound, it don't sound amateur. It don't, it it, it gives the quality that it's already all over the world and people hearing it all over the world. So it sounds real good. I listened to both records a couple of times and I'm definitely rocking with them. Okay, well, thank you for that. Now, I mean, what what got you into, I mean, this start singing? You started in a church or, or anything like that? I mean, what started you actually singing? I definitely grew up in church. My mother sung for every reason, for everything. There was a toothpaste song, a clean the car song. So I started singing from that. Um, but actually pursuing my own career is where I met my producer. And I had listened to this um, encouraging seminar. Okay. And um, we left the seminar and I sent my producer, which is Darren Lee. Um, I sent him a song that I had sung and previously recorded. It was just, um, what's it called? Uh, Over the Rainbow. And I had, like, recorded it on the app, and I sent it to him, and he loved it. He didn't actually know I could, like, really sing like that, and we had just taken off ever since then, and that was a year ago. Oh, the homie Darren Lee on his, on his thing then. I had the homie on the show last night. I ain't know he out here super producing it. I had a homie. Yeah. I had a homie, yeah, that's good stuff right there. So he, he the one that produced the um both tracks. He did both yes, he did. Oh, that's real cool right there. I'm rocking with it. I I like your whole um this organization. I like how y'all all putting each other on and pushing each other's projects. Now, I mean big shout out to you got good management over there too. How hard do you think it is for females to get on an R&B game compared to guys? I think, um, I don't think hard is really the word. It's just um, a lot of work, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's kind of different because it's so many of them like us. There's so many people that could probably belt in certain mm -hmm. ranges and have a certain look. If you're a certain size, you have a certain height, you kind of look like another R&B singer. So, not hard, just really different. It's, it's mm -hmm. like you gotta throw away your stuff to be, uh, it has to like outshine another, you know. You don't, so you don't think it's like a male dominated um, um, business? Honestly, to me, R&B is kind of like female dominated. I wouldn't even think of unnecessary, like whenever I hear of a guy singing R&B, I want to sing with him. But if I hear a female, it's not that I necessarily don't want to sing with her, it's just I want to make sure we don't sound alike. You know. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. So, um, when are you releasing the project? When you when you think you got some music coming out? Because I'm definitely excited. The two records that uh, I heard, uh, I, yeah, you sound like you definitely you definitely ready for an album or EP right now. I'm not even gonna front. Well, Farewell is coming out December the 25th, just the song. And then after that, on January the 1st, Farewell's video is coming out. 
Oh, dope, dope, dope. You already shot the video and the treatment already? We did, we did. Yo, y'all gotta send me out there, you know what I'm saying? Now we just connecting. I mean, y'all got some, I need to be the the leading dude in something in the, in the next video you got, bro. I need, I need, okay. I, I just seen the pictures, you a cutie, so I need somewhere, I need to be the leading dude in the videos or something. I mean, let's figure it out. <laughs> let's get let's get it going. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm definitely loving the music. I can't wait to all my fans and my listeners. Like by me being on iHeartRadio and Spotify and Apple and Google, I'm definitely reaching all over the world with this platform. So I, the whole purpose of me putting together a podcast is for artists like you to be able to get these stuff circulating to different countries and and all through the United States. I mean, because um, coming up in the game, I've been in the game since 96 as a Def Jam rep and Atlantic Records rep for all these years. And coming up in the game, artists didn't really have the platforms that they have right now to kind of circulate. It was more about just the labels running everything. So now everybody's getting their own ownership and everybody's able to step out and, and, and get their own buzz circulating globally. So that's dope. Now, I mean, your music, like I said, your music is, is, is real clear and your, and, and your engineer, which is, so he did the mix and master, Darren, uh, mix and mastering too? No, um, Michael Brown mixed and mastering. Okay. Michael Vidal, sorry, mixed okay. and mastering. Okay, yeah, because that stuff is real crisp, know what I mean? It sounds like, okay, I mean, sometimes I get different music and it sounds, it sounds good. But it doesn't sound professionally good. You feel me? It's it's a uh, difference. Yeah. It sounds good, but it sounds like just a little bit missing. And those two records don't sound like really nothing's missing. Aw, uh, thank you. Nah, it's all good. Do you think females like? Cause I've I've been hearing a lot coming up lately with different like artists like OG, like Snoop. Now I mean, responding to the WAP record. Um, the Cardi and Megan record. Do you think females have the right to make a song like WAP and not be criticized? I do. I, I definitely do. Um, growing up listening to rap or anything that was offset from R&B was definitely, and I don't want to say belittling women, but it was kind of in a derogatory form. And even though we twerk to it and dance to yeah. it, it's still kind of unacceptable, especially from the lifestyle I grew up from, which is a church background. So to now have, like, a woman's song that's not necessarily, you know, empowering so much, but it's kind of just in the same tone as men have been doing for years. So I'm okay with it. Nah, that's real. That's a real... That's a, And I kind of feel the same way from the opposite side because I'm like, this. The here's... I know what I grew up with and I know what I listened to coming up from my NWAs to my Two Shorts to my Snoops and, 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 and on and on and on. And I know the records that I've heard, so... To hear anybody this day and time be like, oh, yeah, she came too raw. We came in a stage of, of a little Kim. You already heard that. Little Kim, I don't think with in, in much in detail as Megan and Cardi really went on that record. But little Kim was already nasty. Like, she, stayed, she said nasty stuff. I just think the world kind of shocked because it's like a lot of people feel like they overkilled that song with with nastiness, if they feel like like little Kim and Foxy knew exactly where to go and cut it off at, but like I mean, it's just a it's a it's a different age. And then the thing is, you still gotta like I got two 
I got two daughters. So one is 18, the other one 13. So I know no matter what, it's just a different time. So I can't really protect them from not hearing these things. So, I mean, I just got to raise them to have their own, their, their own mind and their own judgment on things or whatever. You know what I mean? So this is crazy or whatever. I mean, coming so back in the days, coming in a, a church household, if you was to play WAP back in the days, what do you think would have happened? If you blasted that joint in the crib. <laughs> I, I think the device that I had to play WAP on would have definitely been destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> you say they would have threw the whole the whole um cassette play out the whole CD play out the window. <laughs> That's funny, yo. <laughs> this <laughs> Because little Kim literally had sexual intercourse in the studio. So I'm sure whatever they're doing should be quite okay. Like she literally pushed women and so nobody still is pushing. Yeah. So that's just why I think it's great. I think she's good. And as always, it's time and a place. I definitely wouldn't be throwing up to the church playing walk. Yeah. I just like when the detail, I just think it's just a different time. And like females do feel they got the voice compared to back in the days. Because I think a lot of females wouldn't even have the courage to put out a record like WAP. So. Like line, like Kim, and like like they went right to the line. Little Kim and, and Foxy, and who else with um, who else was nasty? And Trina, no one say I say because they all come from that era, but they all went to the line, and then they just stepped. They went right to the line, and then they stopped when they got to the line. Like like the new female artists, I think they just jumped right over the line. Like the Miss Mulattoes and all that. I'm like Jesus Christ. They said, and she was just on a little rap game joint, little girl. She came to the city, and it was like, and like it was like a kid event. And then next thing you know, like within a year, she totally grew up like overnight. Like I'm like, yo, who is this? Like she's bugging. So yeah, super quick. So if you had a um, who who are your top five favorite R&B artists? So my top five is definitely her first, and then the LMA. I love her. Yo, your music, no, not to cut you off, but that that was a good, it, it's so funny that you said her as the first, because I could, I could hear it on your songs. I can hear that that's, that's some of your inspiration right there. Yes, yes. But um, it's her, and then it's Ellie, uh, sorry, LMA, LMA. Ari, Summer Walker, and then Tony Braxton. Yo, that sound like like it's it's so funny because when you listen to somebody and then you hear who they who they top five is, you can kind of see them artists and that person that you're talking to, and I can see every single one, even with down to Tony, with your tone of singing. Like when I'm playing it, it's so so it's so soulful, but you still get it the Tony Braxton tone like. You don't go over a certain, you don't go over a certain, like, higher pitch. Like, you don't try to, like, sound louder than the record. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you stay right there and you ride, and you ride it just the right way. So, I can hear, I can hear every single one of those artists on, the, on those two records, The Lesson and The Farewell. And those two records, I'm going to definitely make sure go on in rotation, because this is your own episode right here, so... Now on, you can tell all your friends anytime they want to hear the records. Say, here's Chop It Up. You can go right to Promo Kings Radio Podcast. Shoot. Okay. 
if you had a chance to do a com a, a, a collaboration with any of those artists, who would it be? It would definitely have to be her. It would definitely be her. That's fire. Yeah, that's, no, yeah, that's no, fire. I think that'll be a good good record right there. I could see it. Like I could definitely see we're gonna speak that in existence a couple of years from now, a year from now, that's gonna happen. Yeah. Like so we're gonna speak that in existence. You heard it here first on, on my podcast or whatever. So I mean when when that happened, be like, yo, you predicted it, you said it was coming, I mean. Cause you right at that le- you right at that level to get granted with those type of, know what I mean, all they all they gotta do is hear you. Yeah. Have you wrote any um songs after breakups and them just wind up being some hot, the most hottest records you wrote? Um, it was the second song I saw uh, being affiliated with Carter's music group, and the first song that I wrote was my stuff, and, and it was called No More. And, yeah. and that was a real breakup song? Pretty much. It was, I didn't think of it as a breakup song when I wrote it. It was kind of like a warning song, but at the time, yes, it ended up being a breakup <laughs> you song. You said it was a warning song to who? To the okay. guy? Yeah. <laughs> What do you That's mean? What? He was just telling him, don't come back here. It's going to be some trouble or something. You, I got to hear this song. What was you saying to him? Like, it was more like just pay attention to what you do. Like, do you see it? Because I see it. Can, can you hear it? Because I hear it. It was just a warning. But it ended up being a breakup song, which was cool because it helped a whole lot of people. Like, locally, a lot of people calling me that are friends or some people that I don't even know. That's I dope. Um, on repeat, it's helping me not answer the phone. It's helping me not open the door. It, it, it actually helped a lot more people, so I was grateful for it. So it was almost like a breakup guide that you wrote, to for for almost in the almost in the perspective of females to look out for certain things that the guy's doing, or it was more to the guy to step up because he almost out the door type situation. Both. It just depends, like what side you're on, where you can relate to the song. Some people listen to the song and be like, "Nah." Mm. That's crazy, right there. I think um, Mary J. Blige is the queen of breakup songs. I don't think nobody could take her, cr- her her crown when it comes to, I guess, putting that pain on a record that you could kind of like. Like you could visualize that. What's the what's the one she had off the wait into its uh, wait into its hell soundtrack? That whole soundtrack was just the definition of her Whitney. Who else was up there? I forgot who else was on that wait into its hell soundtrack. But they the breakup songs that they had on that song on that um project right there was incredible. Aretha Franklin was on there. Brandy was on there. Oh, yeah. Crazy, crazy. That was a nice soundtrack right there. Classic joint. Yes, it was. Um, Give some powerful words for upcoming female R&B singers. Pushing your projects right now, performing because for me, like recording has definitely been a trial for mm-hmm. me. Like, uh, it, it's just different. 
that to like sing in front of all type of different people and mm-hmm. all that stuff and they can hear your mistakes and like cracking in public mm-hmm. is a big issue and I always pick a song or write a song that like pushes my office. Um, so performing right now is the best for me because that's when I I think performing is like for R&B artists is the hardest shit ever because you can't fake that shit. Like it's no. different from being a rapper. You could go on stage and like, I mean, rappers got so much different cadence and, and, and um, what is, what's the word? Shit. Like they could go into different levels. They could get, they could speed up. They could go. But as an R&B artist, you got to stay on a certain tone especially when you sing yeah. the type of ballads that you got. So somebody in the crowd, like you said, would hear it quicker than they would hear a rapper on stage spitting a lyric. He could damn near miss a whole lyric. And if, if that record is new, there's no way that you would even know that, especially if, they, if you've never heard the record before, he could change the whole lyric in front of you and you wouldn't even know. So that's what type of mistakes that he could make right on stage in front of everybody's eyes. But an R and B artist, you kinda you mess up on the note, it's kinda it's kinda I mean, everybody be able to notice that shit. Yeah, so definitely, you know what I mean? Salute to you and you being able to sing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you being blessed, you know what I mean? That comes from your parents, you know what I mean? They blessed that on you right there. Do you um do you think female R&B artists got male groupies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the weirdest thing, though. You don't think that's the, the dude running behind, like, say you want, and you become a, uh, the, uh, the one of the biggest R&B artists in the world, and just to see a guy running behind or see a guy standing in front of the stage holding up your picture, it don't feel weird? Couple of times <laughs> yeah, got to. That got to feel weird. <laughs> it's different. I can see for R&B male, and then I see the females, because that's just something like we just used to, or whatever the females at the front of the stage showing the support, showing the love, but just to see you up on stage singing, and then you got a guy from the stage jumping up and down, screaming your name. That'll feel weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you'd be like, yo, this guy is going, and he, and he know all your words to your song. Oh, yeah. my God. It would be different, yeah. <laughs> you, you trying to sing it on the stage, and he didn't, he didn't sing the whole thing in front. Like, every, like you would be kind of hyped because you like, damn, he a super fan. He, he definitely rocking with me. But it would be like, oh, man, this is kind of different. Shit, give your um social media and booking information. Hold on, hold on, give me one second. Yeah, give your um social media and booking information to everybody. Like we all over the world right now, so like give everybody the information so they can lock in with you. Um, make sure they uh could go to whatever you your social media site so they can hear your music and just become fans. Okay, well, um, if you put in my name on Google, everything pops up, and that's E R A. N-A-Y. E-R-A apostrophe N-A-Y. You put that in Google and you'll find me everywhere. SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iHeartMusic, uh, Apple Music, all the good stuff. All right, and, and that's, um, and let them know your booking information too. Give them your booking, give them your management. Okay, so I'm 
gmail.com. And that's how they could book you for shows and features. Cause I got a lot of rappers on 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 my show, so I know a lot of them need that female R and B feature. So everybody listening to my show, don't be shy, yo. You got R and B female artists. She got good vocals. When you hear the records, you already know what it is. So tap in if you need her on your on your records or your features. Make sure you tap yeah. in the management, and, and and we go get her working over here. You feel me? I'm on my IG all the time, so if there is a booking, they can always hit me in my IG. All goody. and features. Know what I mean? Because we want to get the bid act. Yes, yes. BZ, I appreciate you taking out your time with me. I'm saying, like I said, I know you're very busy. You cooking up those good R&B records, and I appreciate your whole team for setting this up. And we're gonna definitely get it on. Make sure you tell your friends or your family to tune in to iHeart Radio, to my radio station, and listen to your records and listen to your interview. I sure will. Thank you for having me. I'm greatly grateful. Nah, it's all goody. I appreciate you. Be safe out there. I'ma holler at you. All right, take care. Be easy, team. All good. I'm going to holler at y'all. Check out Promo King Radio Podcast, hosted by Trey Styles on iHeartRadio. Promo King Podcast will give you the hottest music, industry interviews, and music from artists all over the world. For more info, hit up Trey Styles at Thank Trey or call 757-581-5706. I wanted to look just like yours I said, I know that you love me And I love you just as much But you're always enough I hope I say the things that you remember You remember. I know I said the things that gave you joy, gave you joy. Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish
Yo, 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 what's going on? This is Drizzy Drake. Hi, this is Rihanna. Hey, what's up? This is Ludacris. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. You're, you're rocking with the best. Promo Kings Radio Podcast with, with, with Trey Styles.